Welcome, Welcome to Persisters. Persisters. I'm Beth Rowe, the creator of the show. And I'm Alex Kern, the producer. Persisters is a bi-monthly female show at the historic Black Cat in Los Angeles, home of the first civil LGBT protest. Each show features an eclectic mix of artists from writers and stand-ups to poets and musicians. Additionally, each show spotlights a local charity. Persisters, the podcast, is an extension of the live show. Each episode will feature one Persisters performance. First, you'll hear a playback of the performer's set from our live show, and then we'll sit down with the performer and talk about everything. Episodes are posted every Friday, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and follow us on Instagram at PersistersLA. This week's episode features Whitney Ullum, actress turned sex, love, and relationship coach. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. I'm about to tell a very personal and vulnerable story about my sex life. (laughs) Get ready. Uh, When I was 26 years old, I had my very first orgasm on the bathroom floor of a condo in Cabo. (laughs) Now, my boyfriend and I at the time, we were on vacation, and I thought we were going to be so relaxed and so connected and so full of margaritas that we would have the best sex that we'd ever had, and our relationship would magically turn into a fairy tale or something like that. So on this particular day, we had just had sex, and after my boyfriend started to lull into sleep, I felt those all too familiar pangs of dissatisfaction, disconnection, (laughs) and sadness. (laughs) I love that you're laughing. Um, So what I did after that was I went to my suitcase and I pulled out the vibrator that I had brought along. This is significant because I, up until this point, had never had an orgasm with myself or with a partner other than the very first time that I had ever had sex. And this vibrator was a gift to myself for my birthday a few months before in pursuit of this elusive orgasm. And so I grab it from my suitcase. I sneak into the bathroom as he sleeps shut the door, I lock the door, and I proceed to self-pleasure myself. Um, And on that day, it happened. (laughs) I had my very first orgasm, real orgasm, uh, steeped in the sadness of feeling disconnected from my partner. Shame at hiding in the bathroom. (laughs) Joy at what I just experienced and relief to know that I was not broken and that I could do it. Now, I'd love to tell you that after this experience, my sex life with my partner was amazing, but it wasn't. It still sucked. And it became so challenging for us and kind of heartbreaking that we just stopped having sex. He felt inadequate, and I felt wildly inadequate because I wasn't having this pleasure that I was supposed to have and that he was supposed to be able to give me. And it was around Christmas time I decided to make a very 
expensive purchase, I bought us an online sex class called Epic Lovers, <laughs> bound to recreate any passion that had ever been lost. And this course was $1,147, money I did not have. I did not have it. And I bought it anyway. I fucking bought it. I bought it because that is how much I wanted to connect to the person that I loved. That is how much I wanted to experience pleasure in my own body. That was how much I wanted to investigate what was holding me back. Now, after doing one of the six date nights in the course, we separated. <laughs> Cut to a year and a half ago, I fall madly and desperately in love with my acting teacher. <laughs> and I will embrace the cliche. Now, this guy who's sitting right over here <laughs> is hot, sexy, emotionally intelligent, spiritual, conscious, romantic, hot. <laughs> and our connection right off the bat is cosmic. It's, it's like what people talk about when, when you fall in love with that person. And we felt that, and we felt it so deeply that we decided to move in together after two and a half weeks. <laughs> And our sex life was incredible. <laughs> we were doing things that we had never done with other people before. Lots and lots of role playing. Never done that. In between one of our epic lovemaking sessions, we constructed a poem together. We put a notebook on my bare chest and we wrote this poem line by line. <laughs> We even almost got arrested after having sex in the back of his car by a lovely police officer who found us in the parking lot of the South Pasadena dog park. It was awesome. But after that initial manic, crazy, lustful, wonderful cosmic phase started to turn into something deeper and different, my old sexual identity started to reemerge. The identity that felt resistant, that felt shut down, that felt like she didn't know what the fuck she was doing, that just didn't feel good enough. And it was right around this time that I made another purchase, <laughs> this one much more expensive <laughs> and much more intensive. I put a large payment down to start a training and coaching certification program to become a sex, love, and relationship coach. I was determined. <laughs> and so I am in this program now. And the first trimester, the first few months of this program, it's all about you and your relationship to you. Now, this is significant because I went from a woman who would self-pleasure with a vibrator a few times a year to a woman who was touching herself 
in very sensual ways three to five times a week. <laughs> and I'll just give you a few bullet points at some of what I was now experiencing. Regular breast massage, pussy massage. I was embodying animals and goddesses and forces of nature in my self-pleasure. I could move waves of energy from my feet to the top of my head. I can easily make myself come without a vibrator. I was even using a glass dildo to release trauma in my cervix. So, a dramatic change, okay? Okay. Uh, so now you're probably thinking, well, she's obviously a sex goddess now, so her sex and relationship with her partner has to be amazing, and they're having sex all the time. No. My struggle in opening up to a partner continued, and there was lots of resistance and lots of fear, and I didn't even know what. And a few, this was a few weeks ago, I had been feeling particularly resistant to sex, and we hadn't slept together in a while, and I really wanted to connect to my partner in that way. And so I said a big hello to my resistance. I said, welcome to the party. Let's go get laid. <laughs> uh, so we are in our cozy bedroom on top of the gray sheets with the sun shining in the, the window of our backyard in the middle of the afternoon. And we try a little experiment. <laughs> I have him imagine that there is a ray of light coming out of his penis as he penetrates me. <laughs> Let it sink in for one second. Uh, may the force be with you style. Uh, so <laughs> I invite him into this experiment with me, and I am on top of him, and I'm like, are you doing it? And he's like, yes, can you feel it? And I, I could, we both could viscerally feel this energy that he was sending out of his penis uh, moving up into my body. And I could feel it in my womb, and I could feel it moving up into my belly and up into my solar plexus, and then dead stop. Like a very distinct do not enter blocked zone right here, right above my, right below my heart. And I'm recognizing this while at the same time feeling all of this amazing energy and feeling sexual pleasure. And I start to just tune in. And I realize all of the fear that had been living in my heart and all of the absolute terror I felt at really opening to someone I loved, or really anyone, and all of the ways that my heart had been trying to protect me and keep me safe from people who weren't safe and didn't respect me and didn't love me the way that I needed and wanted. So I'm feeling all of this sadness in my heart. I'm feeling all of this pleasure moving up my body. And we're still having sex, and it feels amazing. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it just flies out of my mouth. I say, stop. And so we stop, and I just start breathing. I'm breathing these big, massive, circular breaths, like, and I'm starting to circle all of this energy up into my heart, and I'm feeling it start to penetrate here and expand, and I'm crying, and I'm breathing, and I'm on top of him, <laughs> and I'm experiencing waves 
and waves and waves of orgasmic bliss for a good two minutes. I just had a heart orgasm that flooded my entire body. And I'm not kidding. It was amazing. And I look down at him after I open my eyes, and he's wide-eyed. And I'm still crying, and we're laughing. And, oh, God. He looks at me, and he says, you have never been more beautiful. Now, I wish that I could tell you that it's easy and there's like a step-by-step process to unlock your sexual potential and have that kind of experience with a partner and with yourself. And there's not. (laughs) Uh, You have to plow through layers and layers of what keeps you from your own pleasure, which for me was so much sadness and so much anger, and so much fear, and so much fucking rage. God, I have felt and broken down layers of trauma that I didn't even know I had, layers of fear and sadness that I have been carrying with me through the women in my family for generations. But it's worth it. It's so worth it to feel like your body belongs to you. It's so worth it to feel like you can give your own body and your own self-pleasure in any fucking moment. You know how empowering that is, how much confidence you can feel. It's so worth it to know that sexuality is directly connected to life itself. And the more that I say yes to it, the more that I say yes to everything that life possesses, all of its many, many wonders. And I just want to say, and leave you guys with, if I can do it, truly, truly, anyone can. Hi, everybody. I'm Beth Rowe. I'm Alex Kern. And we are with the lovely... Whitney Allum. Welcome. Thank you for being on our show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Whitney, your show, your piece was so amazing and honest and, and vulnerable. How, how did you feel afterwards? I felt pretty dang good. Good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was so interesting, the whole process. You know, I come from, like, an acting background, but I'd never told a story like yeah. that. And um, I had some help from a lovely friend, David Crabb, who's like storyteller professional, the best. the best of the best. Um, and he just kept telling me, be more specific, go more personal. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm not giving like a, this is what sexuality is in my experience. It was like, no, what is it exactly to you and what happened to you? It's like, oh, fuck. That what I thought the most like amazing part was the parts where you were being honest, like I'm so sensitive, and people laughed because they related to it. Mm-hmm. Like all the women laughed <laughs> after you told it. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you're like after we, you know, that that familiar feeling of you know when he goes to sleep and you're dissatisfied. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was not expecting people to laugh. That was really interesting. Yeah. And like right before the story too, even on the way over, I was talking to Kevin, my current partner. And I was like, I just have this feeling like this might be the entirely wrong 
thing to say out loud, the wrong piece to tell. And he was like, that's exactly why it's the perfect mm-hmm. thing to say. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like that that whole concept of if you don't know what you're doing it or like you're you're like I don't know how this is going to go, it's because it's something new, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or like something that you're slightly scared of sharing because it is so personal and yet that's exactly why these stories need to be told because a lot of people are feeling them and may not have the guts or I don't know just to like share it and you did and we all really appreciated it. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. It was really Thank cool. You. So we have some questions yes, for you. Yes, you do. <laughs> when you talk about how you were, you were able to identify your blockage, um, how were you able to identify your blockage? And yeah. As what, far as uh, like generally kind of my shutdown yeah. around sexuality? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, you know, have been in long-term monogamous relationships that's kind of been my history in partnership and with sexuality and I couldn't orgasm with a partner like it just would not happen and either kind either kind any kind (laughs) no nothing happening (laughs) um and it just became this like incredibly frustrating thing and I sort of was like well I feel blocked because I knew that other women were experiencing sure like profound orgasm and pleasure with their Mm. partners and it just became this thing of like what is wrong with me and why can't I do it and what am I doing wrong and yeah it just kind of sent me into this tailspin around my self-worth in my like second or most previous uh serious relationship because I was like I love this person this person is safe he's very open I've never had someone talk to me in a way that like I felt emotionally connected to him so deeply and so I just had this idea that like the sex would just work and it didn't And so I just was really like, what in the fuck? And I had so many people telling me at the time, like, you have to know what you really like and you have to explore yourself. And I just wanted to give people the middle finger when they told me that. I was I was just so resistant to it. And like, yeah, I I just it was like, I guess, identifying the block was because I could feel pleasure in my body and I could feel like that build but it would never like go over the edge. Mm-hmm. Sure, if that makes sense. You couldn't would, like, like release build, into it, or, yes. like lean into it, and then it would completely dissolve or like yeah. immediately stop. Were but, there other things going on in your life that you felt like related or kind of were, like mirrored this blockage? Gosh, I'm sure. <laughs> and well, based on what I know now, like of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think more than maybe what was going on in my present life, it was what I had been carrying mm. around with me and like kind of brought into my relationship based on what I learned about sexuality, what I grew up around, yeah, being you- taught about sexuality. And in this culture that we live in, that's both extremely repressed and hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. It's confusing because it- then you don't get to like actually learn it, learn about it in a healthy way. Um, you talked about um, 
you talked about your uh, like ca- like you talked about like carrying trauma and also like carrying familial trauma. Mm-hmm. Is that is that something to do with religion or it can, but there is a, a a study of science called epigenetics and it talks about how you can literally carry on emotions, trauma from your mother in womb in sure. utero. Yeah, I've heard of And so when I started really deeply exploring some of this like blockage and what was, what felt painful in me and what felt not open and what felt full of fear, I realized that a lot of it wasn't even mine. Like it didn't feel connected to me or any experience that I had distinctly remembered or had like in my life. Hmm. But thinking about what my mother maybe experienced or my grandmother and sure. how I viewed their relationships and even just the cultural sort of uh, environment that they grew up in that was even more repressed than the society that we live in against women. It was like, oh, I think I'm carrying a lot of their pain wasp. in me. Are you a wasp? Am I a wasp? You're with yeah. like the wa- two waspiest people. Yeah, even though yeah. I'm Catholic. There's a lot yeah. of wasp. Oh, yeah. yes. Like, just, like, um, suppressed. Yes. No one really <clears throat> shares how they're actually feeling. It's just like, oh, we're fine all the time. You know, let's yeah. just push it down. Yeah. Totally. We um, were, w- yeah, we were talking about how like, we didn't, I never had, like, a sex conversation with a woman in my family about, like, the fun side of sex. It was just, like, the negative things. And mm-hmm. then, like, all of a sudden, after... And then babies, but like there's nothing in between. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> there's nothing. But there is. There is. Yes. Yes. There totally Are is. Are you close with your family so that you were able to kind of like see these things in them that um, you were like, oh, maybe I carry that? Like, how were you able to make that conclusion? Because I feel like that's like a very intelligent. Uh, thing to realize that not everyone would know or think about necessarily. Yeah. Um, I'm not particularly close to my family um, in a way that like having these deep conversations or anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a really big background in meditation Mm -hmm. and meditation has revealed a lot to me. And a lot of the work that I do is uh, if you are experiencing some sort of constriction or tightness or block somewhere in your body, to be able to actually send your consciousness into that block and see why it's there, what it's saying, and what it is trying to protect you and keep you from. And a lot of that was not feeling safe, you know, men are bad. And that was something that like, I I feel kind of, when I started to find these beliefs, then I could start to connect them like, oh, that makes sense. Because this is what happens in my family around men. Oh, that makes sense. My grandfather cheated on my grandmother, Mm. handfuls and handfuls of times. And I'm just now learning about that. Oh, this makes sense. Like my mother's only brother died when I was very young how did that affect my mom and how did that affect her relationship with her parents and men and positive role models with guys and yeah Mm. 
So interesting. What kind of meditation? I do all kinds of really? meditation and I teach it. You do? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm coming. Um, <laughs> please do. Yeah. I When I said coming, I was like, yeah, no, guys, I was just like, what's you happening? Here? Alex means she's going to see <laughs> O-M-I-N-G people. Um, I have, uh, oh, you talked about um, uh, breast massage and, mm-hmm. and, and I think you called it pussy massage. Yes, I did. Can you, um, <laughs> Can like what what does that entail? So it's really simple. Like you think of breast massage, you you probably are envisioning what it is. We're doing it right now. Yes, Just we're all yeah. doing Wait, hold it on, together. Hold on, hold on, guys. I got it. <laughs> all right now. Got it. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the beautiful thing, I'll, I'll talk about some specifics if you want to do it at home. But um, one of the beautiful things about breast massage. Alex, stop doing it. Okay, yeah, sorry, Alex. Sorry. Okay, okay yeah. pay attention. Focusing, no. yeah. um, is that your your breasts and your nipples in this whole erotic zone is directly connected to your heart, right? And so you're literally like giving yourself a heart massage. Ooh. And uh, for women, you know, in in sexual context and masculine, feminine, yin yang, we talk about polarity a lot. And for women, their positive pole is their heart. Hmm. And so if your heart feels open, more likely your pussy will feel open. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That also blew my mind when somebody, I heard someone say that like your, your lips like are directly connected to your, Mm. your, your, your vagina. Yeah. Does that, is that, that's real? That's like a thing? Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, in my learning of some of that stuff, that's very uh, based in Tantra or Tantra. Mm-hmm. And so, like, mm-hmm. if, if I was going to take one of these blueberries and I was, uh, or blackberries, and I tasted it as if I was tasting it for the first time, and I really activated all of the sensations in my mouth, mm-hmm. you would probably start to feel sensations activate in your Whoa. pussy. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Now she's eating and, um, the blackberry. Yeah. <laughs> like it was got for the very here. first time. Yeah. yeah. Um, you talked about a, a glass dildo releasing mm-hmm. trauma. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a glass dildo, but um, what, how is a glass dildo something that can release trauma? So if you think of a, a vibrator or just a regular dildo, it, it just looks like that. It just looks like a wand essentially, but it's just glass. Right. And so we, as human beings, we carry emotion, we carry trauma, we carry memories in our bodies Mm -hmm. when they aren't fully processed. And for a lot of women, that's carrying a lot of of pain in their uh, sexual zone. You know, even uh, you can inherit or carry some sort of trauma if you're getting, like, uh, gynecological exams and men just enter your vagina when you're not ready or without, you know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know women that work with people that they're releasing trauma from stuff as simple or what we would think as simple as that. But hmm. so, um, yeah, it's invasive. It's super invasive. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, okay. Yeah. Um, and there's there's no connection, there's no eye contact, there's no like, are you okay? Are you? It's just like fingers Procedural, in, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, a lot of women I feel like have just had that experience over and over and over, just 
being entered or violated when they didn't want to be. And that can be like someone's sexual identity for like every time they have sex as well. Oh, Mm -hmm. totally. Mm -hmm. Because sex, I mean, we've also learned that sex is like transactional. Right. A man has to get off. And so I have to do this in order for him to feel loved and me to be connected to him. Or if I need something, this is the way that I can get back. It's, yeah. But anyway, um, as far as the glass dildo and how it releases trauma, so if you think about um, if you get like a really deep tissue massage Mm -hmm. and all these pressure points in your body, if someone is just pushing on a point, and if you push it long enough, uh, you will start to feel kind of the release of that block or yeah. that like mix of nerves. And so it's the same concept with the glass dildo is you are using it to push on certain points inside of your vagina. And so if you are able to just hold it in a space, a lot of times uh, it's really painful if mm-hmm. you're holding big emotion or trauma there. And if you're able to hold it you know this is a process but a lot of times your body will shake Mm -hmm. um you might start to feel some release but it's basically just working in on the physical level of that emotional familial genetic whatever trauma or emotion you're carrying inside of your cervix your g-spot your clitoris your vulva anywhere around that area. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it's interesting the way you talk about it. It really sounds, what am I trying to say? Like scientific. Like it's not even like no stigma attached to it. It's just like this is this is a body and it works like this. As a, And I think like just like learning about the female anatomy, like you just also just don't see it enough for it yeah. to like be a part of a conversation. Like and it, in, um, yeah, I don't, I, I, but I appreciate the way you talk about it makes it not feel, like, I don't feel like as a wasp, I don't feel uncomfortable <laughs> listening to it. We're it's working like, oh, on no. ourselves. <laughs> Taking the wasp out of us. We're trying, we're trying. Yeah, so that, it, that, that like, the way you approach it is, is really comforting, if that, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. And also, just like, like you're saying, like, any other part of your body that holds tension, it needs to be kind of addressed. Massage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In in a non-sexual way. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, I've never thought of that. So the glass dildo can also be used for pleasure. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. That scares me. A glass dildo? Yeah. Um, What about it scares you? I don't know. What if it, I mean. What if it breaks inside of you? I mean, I mean, that's that, like. Then you're, you're doing it too hard. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm a robot or something if it breaks inside of me. Yeah, but I don't think there's any way it could. Yeah. What, um, what are, um, we were talking, when we, you were talking about vibrators, um, yeah. what, is, what do you think is the best vibrator that a person can buy? Yes. Asking for, yes. Uh, like, friends. <laughs> Asking yes. for a lot of friends. Yeah. So this is an interesting question for me because, as you heard in my story, that was the first time I was able to have an orgasm was, was with a vibrator. And I actually wanted to talk about this in my story, but it was running too long. Um, I don't use one anymore. Oh, wow. And it's not that I think they're bad. Obviously, I wouldn't be here if I had not had that experience with one. But 
what was happening for me when I would use it is, I mean, for those of you who have used one, the kind of stimulation is so like intense. It's yeah. almost like a scientifically placed probe mm. yeah. in your vagina. And yeah, it's just so high powered that the orgasm you get is really short and sharp and explosive and over very quickly. Yeah. At least that was my experience with it. And I mean, you can have orgasms that are uh, a lot more juicy <laughs> with a vibrator. <laughs> but uh, for me, I really wanted to learn how to connect with my own body. And there's something about a vibrator that still feels like it's not you. Yeah, it still feels like it's sure. something else that you need to get you off. And, right. and you can't do it yourself. And so even though I was having experiencing pleasure with one, I still didn't feel, like you said, connected to my body really at all. <laughs> and so part of me is like, oh, I'd like to go back to one. And the one that I had, I wish I could remember what it was. It was really cool. <laughs> it was like a G-spot vibrator, and then it had like the, the, the hood over the top for the clitoris. Um, I loved it but my dog ended up chewing on it. That's TMI. so funny. You're like, this and is a I toy that looks like mine. Um, <laughs> hey, that's my yeah. toy. Yeah. But, yeah, but I don't use one anymore. That's great. Yeah. I think that's great. Well, because I think a lot of women are, they want a deeper, uh, more powerful sexual experience. And everything that I'm learning and would like to teach is being able to teach people how to be more sexually fluid, like mm. to be able to come from a vibrator and from clitoral stimulation, mm. but also experiencing like energy orgasm or waves of pleasure or what is, what is that? What is that? Yeah. Multi-orgasmic, <gasps> you know, all sorts of different ways. Waves of pleasure waves and energy pleasure. orgasms. Let's talk about that, please. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to know? Well, what <laughs> is it? How, how do we get those? Um, so most orgasm and most uh, women's experience of pleasure is based on a model of how men experience pleasure. And men experience pleasure very, very physically, right? Right. And so most women uh, think that that is kind of the only way to experience orgasm or pleasure is like the sensations that are happening in my pussy or my clitoris. But you can have all sorts of different kinds of orgasms. And if you can really tune into the sensations that are happening as you are getting turned on, and if you can start to breathe, if you can move, if you can sound, to kind of see if you can move that energy that is so concentrated in that one area to other places in your body, then you can start to experience ripples of pleasure in your arms, in your hands, in your belly, in your heart, in your face, in your wow. feet. So, and this is something that I learned recently, like the three elements of orgasm. So one is pleasure. And then two, it has to expand in some way. And so I'm learning different tantric techniques to be able to move that energy through sound, through breath, and through movement. And then the third thing is a mind shift. 
And for most women, that's surrender. And Mm -hmm. that is probably the most difficult part and why it's really challenging for most people and why it was really challenging for me because I didn't feel safe to surrender. Does wow. that make sense? Yes, I know yeah. it's very like esoteric. Um, no, it makes complete sense, and it. And as you're talking about it, it makes it, it also makes so much sense that you um, have studied so much meditation mm-hmm. because yeah. I feel like they're interconnected. Yeah. They've got to be. Um, and I mean, it's yes, yeah, the same way. Like if you're in a yoga class and somebody in there, like where are you tight? Breathe into it. You breathe into it, and then all of a sudden it feels better. Yeah, and releases. Yeah, but like. If you don't go take that yoga class and figure out where, like, to release where the tight areas of your body are, they're just going to stay tight. Right. And as you talk about this, I think, like, gosh, I feel like people will be so much happier if they just took a little more time to focus on this, on their sexuality. Yeah. Right? Oh my gosh, they would just, kidding? like, yeah. I mean, just, like, <laughs> releasing the tension, walking around, feeling like, oh, this doesn't bother me so much that I'm waiting behind this garbage truck as, like, what am I in such a rush to get to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, I, yeah, I do think that we are living in a place that's just, like, there's a lot of sexual frustration yeah. that's yeah. not addressed. Yeah. I have a question for you. Do you, is there like for people listening that want to try to kind of like, is there, are there exercises a person can do? Yeah. She's nodding her head. She's like, "Uh uh-huh. And Uh, Alex is writing it down Uh and I'm typing it down. Wait, slower. (laughs) Um, is there anything like just like specific? A, everything? Like, oh, I, yeah, I didn't go over the breast massage either, Ooh. or the pussy massage. That one's pretty. Really easy. quick before you start, yeah. is it true that if your breasts are massaged more regularly, yes. that they grow? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. They grow. Interesting. How yeah. did you know that? I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you the source. No. I'm, okay. No. So what are like? Next how question. do you? How do you? How oh, do you yeah, do sorry. it? We yeah. want to know how how to do like how do you. What's okay. the, like, what's the easiest way? So if you want to try breast massage, and this is like an amazing practice to do, like when you wake up in the morning or in the shower, like really simple, but it's like a really amazing way of, uh, self care. Mm. So you want to get some sort of oil. Like I use coconut oil. Okay. You want to lather it on. Could I use ghee? You could use ghee. Oh. I will. <laughs> I you Beth, can I have use some whatever you want, you want. Oh. <laughs> as long as it's not going to irritate your skin. Um, and so what you're going to want to do is you're going to use kind of the palm of your hand, like the bottom. Yeah. And you're going to start down on the outside of your boobs. Oh. And then wow. you're going to move up the middle. So you're like, so it's down on the outside, up on the inside. So you're kind of like moving around your nipple, but your wrist is kind of like hitting it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Be experiential with it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it's just moving up, and you can do it however feels good. And then uh, you'll just switch directions, and you'll go down on the inside and up on the outside. That that's great. That's it. That's all it is, and it feels and how long? Heavenly. You do it for five minutes. You can do it for ten minutes. If you oh, wanted, wow. you could do it for forty-five minutes. Wow, that's a long time. You know, I don't. I don't. I'm, okay, now let's move on to the pussy massage. And that one, you don't have to show us <laughs> how to do it, but just like the actual. Yeah, and something I want to share too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine had a baby recently, and she said her experience with birth was so incredible because her doctor 
gave her pussy massage to wow. help her open. That makes all the sense in the world. Makes all the fucking wow. sense in the world, right? Wow. Like you think about how many women just get cut open right. or like they got to go there yeah. because their <laughs> space isn't invited to open. And that that word invitation I think is so uh, nourishing for women to hear. And so same thing, get your favorite oil. And start like on your outer lips and just massage, just massage and then just move inward and make it fun, make it easy, just like long, smooth strokes Hmm. just to invite one like stimulation into that area Mm -hmm. to be connecting with your vulva in a way that's not necessarily sexual unless you want it to be. Right. But just to, yeah, feel connected to that part of you. That's your power center. And then to be able to invite yourself to open and feel what it feels like when you get blood pumping in those areas and when those places in you get stimulated. Like what physically happens? Like so many women don't know. Like I didn't know like Mm -hmm. a year ago. I had no idea what was happening down there. But Touching yourself without the goal of orgasm, I think, is so nourishing and so special. And something that men do all the time since they're like little boys and girls are shamed for it. Yeah. (gasps) Yep. Whitney, when is your next... I know you had one last night. When is your Mm -hmm. next workshop? Every last Wednesday of the month, I hold a, a women's sexuality circle at my home in Highland Park. And it's just a chance for women to come and talk. And I always lead some sort of meditation or embodiment exercise. And just to heal sisterhood, really. So cool. I mean, women have been so disconnected for so long and in competition for so long and not able to talk about any of this stuff ever, at least in my experience. So it's really nourishing and really healing and really beautiful. That's like the most eloquent that I've, it, it, it's been like the process of doing the show has been like such a beautiful and interesting way to connect with women in a way that I just haven't before. Um, and maybe like I tried, but didn't really like, because like people like women were all, all growing up inherently competitive with one another. And like the only way we can, you know, become Touchy. equal is to men is to join forces. Yeah. And support each other in every aspect, just the way that you're doing, which is really cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Really awesome. I have one last question for you. Yeah. What, um, who asked who out? Because you mentioned your story that you started <laughs> dating. Your partner, current partner, was your acting teacher. Yeah. I just want to know how it got from, like, I'm in your class to um, writing uh, poetry on your chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> It's so funny to tell this. So I started at this acting studio and I was in the intro class and I had to go and observe the master class. And I remember watching this master class and there was this guy, he was doing a scene and he was in his underwear. And I remember thinking like, oh, what would it be like to date someone that hot? Like with that amazing of a body. (laughs) And that was just sort of my thought. And uh, I finished my intro and I walked into class and he was my teacher. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. He had just been taking class that night. And I just immediately felt 
safe in his class. And he is uh, just the most emotionally attuned person I have ever met, one of them. But I was in his class for a little while, and uh, it always just kind of felt a bit like, hey, hey, how you doing? And that was kind of it. Um, but I remember doing a scene one day in his class, and in the talk back afterwards. What scene was it? I don't remember. I think it was, I think I kissed a girl for the first time in that scene, actually. But I don't remember for sure. I was thinking about other things. Um, so in the talk back, he was like, hey, what's going on with you? And I just broke down crying because I was going to start my the epic lovers class with my Your ex, ex yeah. that night. And I was like, I'm so scared about what it will mean for us and just to do this. And I just kind of was like, ah. And after class, he was like, hey, I'll walk you to your car. And so we walked to my car and we both talked about like how much we wanted something more in our mutual, like he was in a relationship at the time as well. And um, we got to my car and we were still talking. So I was like, do you want to ride back to the studio? It's like half a block, but get in my car. And we just kept talking and I could just feel the chemistry. And I was like, this person has to get on my car. Like we're going to make out. And then it just, nothing really happened, and it was kind of the same. We'd be like, hey, hey, how you doing? <laughs> um, but after I separated from my partner, I kind of went on this journey, and my life kind of started to explode. And I walked into class one morning, and he was like, hey, what's up with you? And I was like, I'm on a rocket ship. And he was like, oh, that's cool. I'd love to hear about it. <laughs> and so we planned to get coffee a few weeks later. And I just talked and talked and talked his ear off. We talked for three hours, and we walked around the neighborhood in Atwater Village. And as we're leaving, I just put my hand on his face, and I was like, I love you. Oh, my God. And it wasn't, it was so, it was so cool. Like, I just felt so in my power and so confident and so, like, beautiful and just, like, hopeful about what life would be. Yeah. And I said that to him not in, like, a, you're my next lover, but like, a, I just think you're the most amazing person in the world. Aww. And after that, I think we both kind of knew like, okay, something's, something's going to happen here. But he was still in a relationship and yeah, I was still in his class. I think it was a few weeks later. He walked into my car one day and I just said, Hey, well, let me know when you're ready. Wow. Let me know. Because you and I are going to go on some sort of adventure. I don't know what that looks like, but just let me know. <laughs> and, yeah, we were talking on the phone and saying I love you before we'd even kissed. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We How were long like, have you guys been together? We, like, knew. Um, we've been together for about a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. So neither one, we didn't like have an official date or yeah. anything. It just was like, yo, what's this up is here? It's going to happen. <laughs> and when you, were, when you were like, my life exploded, I was on a rocket ship. What got you to that point? Were you doing a lot of meditation? Were you? Um, I think leaving my relationship, it just had needed to happen for a while. Yeah. Even though I desperately loved this person and he's, I mean, I think the world of him. Um, 
yeah, I just started to feel dead a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a lot connected to my sexuality being so sure. blocked. And as soon as I kind of like we broke uh, those cords together, I don't know. I, oh, I quit my job right after that. Like I had been waiting tables in a restaurant and I was like, I got to leave. Yeah. I went to Utah and I took a trip by myself. I just drove there and like stayed at this resort and hiked for a few days. And yeah, I was doing a lot of meditation. I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to do something completely different. That's cool. And it it just felt like everything was possible for me in that that time and still is. Yeah. Yeah. And I I lied. We have one last question. Talking dirty. Do you do 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 you I'm guys do no that? I'm good at this. Okay, good. Um, um, we're, I always want him to talk to me. Yeah, but I'm I'm not very good at it. It's something yeah. I love to get better how at. How do you get? You're like, do you want to? Like, how do, do you, you want to have sorbet after <laughs> this? Did you do the dishes earlier? <laughs> you take the dogs on a walk thanks for taking the trash out yeah totally totally that's something we can all get better at yeah and I think it kind of goes back to what you said in like me in the way that I'm learning to just talk about this stuff and just say the words yeah like we literally do not have a good language for sexuality in our culture it's either like down there or your tatas or your your woo woo sure. you know it's like baby talk or it's something that we've associated Demeaning. as dirty yeah. or like Pussy. unspeakable yeah. Like, yeah but I like to use those words and they are a turn on for me so all right yeah cool. <laughs> everyone at home figure out what your turn on words are send them in to us so yeah, maybe we want to know can, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Whitney. <laughs> Thank you Thank so, you. so much. Uh, and we'll have Whitney's websites and all of her stuff on our website. So if you're curious and want to take class with her or look up how to give yourself a pussy massage, you can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>